Made on Zencaster. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy. You Stank, you Stank. Hello and welcome once again to Stark or Stank. My name is Aaron and I'm here with Josh. Hello, it's me, Josh. How's it going? Oh yeah, not bad. I got a COVID booster today, so my arm's a bit funky, but uh-huh. that, fine. Oh, you got the funky booster. Yeah, yeah, that's funky cool. mode enabled. Oh, that's great. It's a bonus. It's Hell a little yeah. bonus they throw in when you get it, get that booster. Life it's gets great. easier. And you get a surfboard and a bandana. That, yeah, sure. What? <laughs> Funky mode. Okay. Oh, no. right. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Go. All right. Yeah, no. <laughs> the reference hit me. I got there eventually. Um, Funky mode comes for us all eventually. <laughs> this week we watched Thor The Dark World. And uh, we're going to talk about it right now. And then we're yep, going to rank how it. This podcast that's works. how this podcast works. <laughs> if, you're, if you're tuning in now, and I'm not sure why you would be. I don't know why you'd start with this one specifically. <laughs> it's a weird one to start with. I'll, I'll give you that. I wonder what their thoughts are on Thor The Dark World. Just, just that movie and none of the others. Yeah, I need to know what these two randos think about what is widely regarded as the worst one. Yes. Well, that's a good place to start. This film previously held the record of being the lowest rated MCU film on Rotten Tomatoes with a 66% approval rating from critics based on 282 reviews for eight years. It held that, uh, that amazing, um, record. Okay. Uh, So eight years, that means that the one that dethroned it would be something that came out last year. Yes. And I'm going to take a guess. Was it the Eternals? Correct. Eternals currently holds that position by receiving a lower 61% critical rating based on 105 reviews, uh, at least as of October last year. It's fucking wild, man. Yeah. Uh, Eternals is... I like Eternals. It's fine. I've only seen it the once, Hmm. but I enjoyed it. I was in the room while it played last week. And when I looked (laughs) over at it, I was like, yeah, this is all right. Yeah. Uh, this film was originally going to be directed by Patty Jenkins in 2011. Oh. Uh, she was announced as the director for the movie. In December 2011, uh, she backed out of the project due to creative differences. Natalie Portman was publicly, publicly upset that talks between Marvel and Patty Jenkins broke down. Some sources even claim she threatened to not take part in this movie with another director, but she couldn't get out of a contract. And uh, as we all know, Patty Jenkins ended up directing uh, two Wonder Woman movies. Yeah, one's pretty good. One of them is pretty I, good, yeah. I have no comment on the other because I haven't seen it. Oh, it's bad. Don't watch it. Um, <laughs> That's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> this movie has, um, yeah, a lot of things. Uh, a troubled. <laughs> You're right. It does have a lot of things. A, a troubled history, let's say. Um, Trou- uh, troubled um, production not development production that's the word yeah uh, so it's directed by Alan Taylor who up until this point was really mostly known for directing some episodes of Game of Thrones um, he was unhappy with how the movie turned out although he had received full creative 
freedom while the movie was shot. He stated that he was locked out of the editing suite and the studio turned it into a different movie post uh, during post-production, uh, a situation that he, quote, hoped never to repeat and doesn't wish upon anybody else. Ooh. <laughs> That's yeah. rough, buddy. Uh, Idris Elba also said he disliked working on this movie as the constant reshoots were exhausting and time-consuming. He even referred to working on this movie as torture. Wow. <laughs> Christopher Eccleston uh, didn't like playing Malekith, a role he admittedly accepted mainly for the money. Eccleston- Hey, man. We all got to eat. Yeah, we all got to eat. Sometimes you just got to get paid. Eccleston especially disliked the long hours he had to spend in makeup to complete Malekith's look. He claimed that the project- process took seven to eight hours on the first days and about six and a half hours afterwards but the Marvel had lied to him by not informing him about these extreme makeup requirements beforehand. Uh, that's that's a shame. Yeah. But, I mean, um, at least he got paid. He did get paid. Um, one other thing about him, um, despite being the main villain and even being on the poster, Christopher Eccleston's name doesn't appear in most of the promotional material, including on the poster. Oh. Yeah, that's a weird one. That is that is weird. I, I feel like... I mean, he's not necessarily a name that would sell that movie, right? Like, he's he's a big name in Britain, obviously, because mm. he was one of the Doctors, mm. uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't know him outside of that, except, like, he was in G.I. Joe. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, he was Destro. I think that's, I think mm. that's all I remember him from. That, right. Like, people would know him from. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just a, a shame because I really like Chris Eccleston. Yeah, he's good. Um, not in this movie, but he's good. Uh, <laughs> this is the first Marvel Studios movie to start with just the Marvel Studios logo. Aptly enough, starting with this movie, the logo has been given an update as well as a fanfare written by composer Brian Tyler. I was going to note that down, but I wasn't confident that Iron Man didn't have it. <laughs> nope, did not. Good. This is okay, the first great. one to have that. Uh, which is pretty cool. And we're, we're not getting... quite at its uh, final stage yet. No, we don't have the well, we don't I, have I say the final, Avengers. But... Well, the the Marvel theme yet. Yeah, and we also don't have like the moving pictures and the little flashes of cat. Well, like we get the the comic book page stuff still, right? Yeah. You don't get the big images of heroes and all that. No, like yeah, the, the script pages and stuff. Right, yeah, no, it's just, it's just the, yeah, it's it's comic book pages with. It's the, a, it's a doled up version of the old Marvel logo before Marvel Studios was a thing. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, Alan Taylor wanted Asgard in this movie to have a more natural look. I don't know if you noticed, but I did. Uh, I sure did. Yeah, the first Thor was quite shiny, he said, and it was a very conscious, smart choice. I wanted to get more of a sense of the Viking quality, the texture and weight of history. They've been around for mm-hmm. thousands of years. To achieve this, the film. The crew filmed on the coast of Norway for three days, capturing six hours of footage as guarding structures were then embedded over this footage. Oh, well, okay then. Yeah. Um, Chris, this is just a weird... Chris Hemsworth doesn't have a wig in this movie. That's his hair. There you go. Yeah, and it looks it looks good. Yeah. It's a good look for Thor. It's good hair. Movie. Yep. And that will do for the beginning. And then we can talk about some of these other ones during the plot, which we're going to get to right now. This comes from marvelcinematicuniverse.fandom.com. Pay us. (laughs) 
if you want to sponsor us, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's just, sure just regular, would, hey. regular people that don't, that aren't earning money from this. They just do it because they want to. <laughs> Pay me website. <laughs> uh, this is the longest plot <laughs> out of all of these movies so far, and I'm not sure it's earned. But <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Okay. No, you said that to me before we started, and I was like. Is this another Iron Man 2 where everything and nothing happens? And I'm still not sure I have the answer to that question. Yeah, I don't feel like it is. But here we go. In the distant past, a cosmic event known as the Convergence occurs, opening portals between the nine realms. A sinister race called the Dark Elves attempts to use the Convergence as a way of unleashing the Aether, a force of destruction with the capability of, capability of destroying the entire galaxy. The exact origin of the ether is unknown, but it is known that it is one of six powerful objects that predate the universe itself. The leader of the Dark Elves, Malekith, nearly succeeds in using the ether to cause the instantaneous destruction of the Nine Realms under the mis misguided belief that he can recreate them in his own image. He is opposed by Bor, the then king of Asgard and the father of Odin, who uses the Bifrost to rip the ether from Malekith's grip, grasp just as he attempted to enact his plan, robbing the Dark Elves of their most potent weapon. Driven back to their homeworld, Svartalfheim, <laughs> Svartalheim. Svartalfheim, it becomes apparent that the Dark Elves cannot defeat the Asgardians and are all but wiped out in the battle. While the Asgardians, unable to destroy the Aether, seal it away in a place it can never be found. Malekith, his lieutenant, Algrim, and various survivors manage to escape into suspended animation, vowing to one day return and finish their plan. Good God. All right. So that's the prologue. <laughs> that's the prologue of this, which, um... Oh, God. I don't think I wrote it down here. Did I? I don't I know. I believe was was not directed by the director of this movie. Um, oh. And I can't remember who it was that did it. <laughs> oh, no. Fact... Uh, <laughs> Whoopsie. Complete factoids. Oh, dear. Dark World's intro director. I mean, well, while, while you scramble for that, yeah. I'll, I'm going to start listing off some notes that I've got. Uh, narrator Odin is back. Uh, yes. My first note here is that Narrator Odin is back and maybe this is fine. It's a good way to start a movie. Um, Anthony Hopkins has a really good, you know, mythic narrator voice. Uh, he does. And it also, it also has that kind of a through line of uh, Thor starts with a flashback to the war with the Frost Giants. Thor mm -hmm. Dark World has this flashback to another war it's it's nice to have that through line that establishes asgard and the asgardians as something ancient with so much history yes um tim miller directed it uh he directed the first deadpool so oh there you go. weird yeah it's All weird right. um i believe because i think most of these effects were done by blur studio which he was running at the time so i think he right directed it but um that makes sense <laughs> my second note is Sigh, Dark Elves, never mind. Yeah. It's not fine. Uh, I, look, I love a good opening battle scene, but this one isn't great. Uh, it's, it, it's better than the one with the Frost Giants. I can see what the fuck is going on. Yes. Uh, that's that's a, a note I have for this entire movie, is that the action is is fairly well directed. You don't have too many like close-up blurry shots or anything like that. It's mm -hmm, not like mm -hmm. super like quickly cut or anything. I think the action in this movie is, is fairly well directed. It's not as fun as Iron Man 3, 
but it's but it's, people are doing cool shit. It's like decent. It, it's yeah. it's easy to watch, and people are doing things that I find at least mildly interesting. Yes. Um, Except for Boar. Boar, so named for how unenthusiastic he is while fucking killing people. (laughs) That dude looks so zoned out. (laughs) He's very tired, I guess. It's like, God, these fucking dark elves again, I swear. I swear to me. Uh, Hey, uh, how do you feel about the dark elves, like, aesthetically? They're fine. I don't know. I, I I really like the weird porcelain mask faces. Yeah. Um, but it clicked about halfway through the movie when a lot more of the, the whole sci-fi stuff sort of happens. Mm-hmm. Um, now these are just stormtroopers. They're yes. Just stormtroopers. That is correct. They are <laughs> just stormtroopers. They, they have better aim and better weapons, but they are stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. 100%. They look fucking cool, though, at a glance. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, most of that, most of them are CG because, uh, you know, Makes they didn't want to hire a bunch of people with masks on, I guess. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they're fine. The, I, I do like the mask, but they're just, the, you know. The mask sticks out the rest of it's, you know, so-so, but I mean, it gets the job done. Yeah. And, um, uh, they, they put the ether under the ground. They just put it in a giant just, box. I don't, I don't fucking know what's big- going on there. They put it in a big fucking Dark Souls arena. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the converging realms thing with, like, the different discs, like, the different portals mm-hmm. looks fucking cool. That's a neat Yeah, the portals are cool. Effect. I like... I do like portals, and uh, this movie has them. Gotta love being able to think with portals. Hey, why didn't they lead with the Bifrost steel? I don't know. Why don't they always lead with the Bifrost? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, guys, we have a thing that can literally transport us anywhere and mm. also destroy entire planets. Let's just fucking lead with that. Nah. Save it for later. Mm. Now, Boar wants it, to go be bought out on the battlefield. It's like the it's like uh, the Iron Man one-time use thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. We got one shot to use the Bifrost. Let's That's not it. miss, I guess. Exactly. And, like, it does take them a little while because they send down some dudes with this, like, while the Bifrost is busy stealing the ether, I guess, mm-hmm. there's, like, three guys who pop out of it to fucking distract Malekith. Yep. So there's that. That's, that's, there is I that. Guess. In 2012, after the Chitauri invasion, Loki is brought before Odin in shackles. Odin gives Loki a life sentence in prison for his crimes against humanity, promising him that Thor will be made king one day after he's cleaned up the damage Loki has caused. One year later, in Vanaheim, home of the Vanni, Thor, alongside warriors Fandral, Volstagg, Hogan, and Sif, fights against the Marauders, a ragtag group of invaders that have been systematically terrorizing the Nine Realms for the past two years. The Asgardians win the battle, and while Hogan remains on Vanaheim to help his people rebuild, Thor and his friends return to Asgard via the Bifrost Bridge, which has which was repaired by the power of the Tesseract, they say, even though that's not explained in the movie. Yep, nope, they never once bring up that the Tesseract is used for anything. There ever. is zero mention of how they fixed the bi- the Bifrost or the bridge at all. Um, I just assumed it took time and they, they just happened to get it done after Avengers. I guess so. 
I a party guess. is held in celebration for Thor's victory, but he leaves quickly. He visits Heimdall daily, asking each time how Jane Foster is faring. Odin clearly does not approve of Thor's affections for Foster, as she will be dead long before him. All right. So. Yep. Uh, I like the, the the Loki and Odin scene. Dude, uh, Loki, Odin, like the Thor family drama has mm-hmm. always been good and I think will always be good. Yeah. Um, and yes, Loki and Odin have great chemistry. Lo- uh, uh, Odin refers to Loki as the prisoner, which is fun. And then Loki does a little like ten hut, like he's like he like puts stands his to attention. Together. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's a little fun little thing. Um, and then uh, o- Odin has a great line. Your birthright was to die, which is <laughs> the greatest line reading since Box of Scraps. Yeah, um, for me, it's really good. Odin has a very good yelly voice, and uh-huh. uh, he really spits out the word birthright. <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> Excellent. God damn. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is worth every every cent. Hell yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, it's so fucking good. And uh, he, he's pretty good the whole movie. He's he's more interesting in this than he is in The Wolfman. Uh, <laughs> yep. Fucking Wolfman. Okay, um, Odin, Odin looks different in this movie i think does yes. he look more tired and old i guess i guess but he's also like kind of a jerk <laughs> he is the whole movie jerk in this the whole movie. movie yeah he's uh, it he's, doesn't matter who he's talking to it could mm-hmm. be loki he's being a jerk to it could be thor he's being a jerk to he's massive jerk to jane we'll get there yes yeah he hates like, humans apparently but like there's a there's a bit while loki and odin are talking where uh, Odin's like, we're no, we're no different to humans, okay? We're not any better than them. We're not their gods. We're not their rulers. And Loki's like, well, I mean, we live like 500 years extra. What the fuck are you talking about? And then right. later on, Odin goes to Thor. Human lives are nothing. They're a fucking blink in our eye. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, pick a fucking lane. <laughs> uh, we get the, the scene of uh, the Warriors 3 fighting. <laughs> They're being cool and they get to do cool things. They get to do cool things the whole movie, which is which I really loved. That uh, except for Hogan. Were... Yeah, well, yeah, no, he just stays on that planet. But the rest of them Hogan hangs out here after the cool things are done. Yeah, uh, the rest of them get to do cool things the whole movie. They they're like a big part of the movie, which is really good. And uh, as especially... we said, the action is like genuinely better. Yes, for the for the most part. Yeah. Uh, Sif gets to do some cool shield shit. Fandral's mm-hmm. being a fucking uh, swashbuckling kind of hero. Volstag le- gets to be like more than just a uh-huh, fat man comic relief. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And they also, I feel the need to point this out, they all look really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Something about their outfits looks, I don't want to say less cheap because there's no uh, way. I would, I would say less have- cheap. <laughs> Less cheap? Okay, good. It's not just me then. No, no. I don't, yeah, I don't want to say that the costumes in the first movie were cheap, but comparatively, mm. these look so much better. They look like they fit better. They look yeah. more real. I don't know. Everyone looks way cooler in this. Yeah. And Thor shows up, and uh, he, he it's, it's crazy seeing how 
how far Thor goes from this movie to, yeah, Age of Ultron is pretty much the same. But then to Ragnarok, how mm-hmm. <laughs> his whole demeanor and everything just completely flips. He's he's he he's still very serious, and there isn't I, a whole lot of comedy. Point, at this point, there is a lot of him like. He's really only had two interactions with humans in New Mexico right. and then in New York. And then after this, I guess, is when we assume that a lot of the Jane Thor stuff actually happens, that we get to right, hear yeah. about in Love and Thunder. Yeah. Plus, then there's him hanging out with the Avengers in Age of Ultron. They're having mm. the parties. They're all, you know, using Mjolnir as a fucking party game. Right. Um, I guess that's where he kind of picks up the casual uh, demeanor. Right. Though he, he does, does he does crack a couple of jokes here, and one in particular yes. is when Protocorg walks up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, so uh, uh, just let me say, yeah, uh, uh, the stone creature Thor fights is a Cronin, an alien being mm-hmm. that appeared in Thor's first comic, Journey into Mystery, number eighty three, yep. and also the same uh, type of creature that Korg is. So yes, yes, yep, that is correct. Um, so. When the the Cronin rocks up and Mm -hmm. uh, yells at Thor, and Thor's just like, I will accept your surrender. (laughs) He he goes, hello, first. First he goes, hello. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, uh, yeah. He does have his moments. And there's a a scene later where he's, like, trying to quell a prison break. And Mm -hmm. he's like, look, if you guys go back into your cells... You have my word. No harm will come to you. And then someone punches <laughs> right. him. Like, all right, you don't have my word. <laughs> and then, the, like the real, the real flip is uh, later on when he uh, tries to pilot the uh, the ship, <laughs> the the sword ship. Yes. And there's a, a good deal of just him just being there's, dumb, just hitting all a lot the of buttons, him saying "Shut up, Loki." <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which "shut up" is my favorite Shakespearean parlance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, yeah, yeah so Rainbow Bridge and Bifrost are fixed. No explanation. Yep. Good, great. I kind of don't need it, honestly. I feel like that would just be time wasted. And do you want that synopsis to be? Lo- I mean, that could have been left out of the synopsis. Really, we didn't need to know it. This is true. This uh, is true. But fuck yeah, Warriors Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Sub Protocol by Protocolog. Uh. Yeah, Asgard looking more thoroughly fleshed out during initial fly-through. I yes. really like the, the more grounded... I mean, it's hard to say that Asgard a- in the first movie is not grounded because you don't get to see it at ground level. You get big flyovers and yeah. some, like, some hole shots, some throne mm-hmm. room shots. Yeah. You get, like, the big settings, but you don't get, like, ground level Asgard. No. Here you do, and you get to see the yes. common folk, and it's mm-hmm. it's nice. I like it a lot. I really like the yes the the look of the the sets and everything uh, on Asgard in this movie, um, and it's uh, the fir- the first movie was like more t- technological. I don't know, like they lean more to the technology side of Asgard, where this is more to the um, stonework side, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, it's the, good. The the more, uh, yeah, the more grounded side. Let's yeah. say. Um, Odin, while yelling at or not yelling at Thor, Odin while talking to Thor about how yes. 
uh, Jane is a human and you should probably not fucking worry about her. Uh-huh. Uh, does make a good point. Sif does exist. Sif all day, bro. Odin's not Sif wrong. Sif exists. He's, <laughs> Odin's wrong about plenty, but he's not wrong about this. Not wrong about this. No, no way. Absolutely not. Thought, thought, I like, look, Jane's fine, but she's no Sif, okay? It's true. She's cool. not. Uh, you get some more side character fleshing out in this little uh, celebration bit. Volstag's mm-hmm. a family man with his fucking eight kids. <laughs> yeah. Fandrell's a fucking himbo. It's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then there's just a completely unnecessary, <laughs> unnecessary, out of nowhere, uh, Thor wet shirtless scene. <laughs> He's like <laughs> washing himself. This is the whole scene. He's washing himself. He, and then he, he goes and looks himself at the little, sunset, right? He, he stands and looks up at the sky. That's the entire scene. It's not, It's completely pointless to the whole movie. It's just like, okay, we need to have at least one scene where Hemsworth has his shirt off. So look, this is we, we're paying for this. we got to use it. <laughs> I mean, look, it, in terms of like, if you took a still from that scene, that's mm-hmm. like a nice looking scene. That skybox sure. looks nice. Mm-hmm. It's... It's fine. It's fine. Uh, and it's supposed to be like he—he's pensive. He's his thoughts are going inward, right? Like it's supposed to be a quiet character moment. But yes, you're right. It ultimately accomplishes nothing. Back to the plot. Back on Earth, Jane Foster is in London, having been called there by Eric Selvig to investigate re- readings on un- of unknown nature. After having not heard from Thor for some time, she goes on a date with a man called Richard Madison. Did you know that's his name? No, I assumed it was just Roy from the IT crowd. <laughs> yeah, he, he pretty yeah, he's pretty much the same character. The date is quickly interrupted by Darcy Lewis, who explains that Foster's scientific equipment has been picking up strange signals, signals that have not been detected since the events that took place in New Mexico two years prior. They get in a car where Lewis's own intern, Ian Boothby, is waiting for them, and dr- yeah. He has a last name too, and drive to where the signal is the highest and end up at an abandoned storage house. They find that a number of portals have opened, linking the Earth to several different worlds and altering the laws of physics, causing gravity to shift without warning. While Lewis and Boothby continue to play around with the portals, Foster is swallowed up by one of them and transported to an unknown planet. She finds herself in a dark chasm where a strange vault is located. Upon touching the vault, a red substance, the ether, emerges from it and infests her body. Passing out, Foster is teleported back to Earth, waking up five hours later. She walks outside where Lewis and Boothby have been waiting. The police had been called there by Lewis and consequently attempt to arrest the three for trespassing on private property. A policeman tries to touch Foster, but the ether forces him away. Prior to that, Thor suddenly arrives, seeking to investigate Foster's well-being as Heimdall lost sight of her after she disappeared. While overjoyed to see him, Foster slaps Thor in the face for taking two years to visit her even though he was on Earth during the Battle of New York. Thor apologizes to her and she quickly forgives him, but then takes her to Asgard to investigate investigate the nature of the Aether, knowing that it was beyond mortal ability to handle fuck sake. <laughs> There's so much crammed into this. I know. Analysis. it's Some of them are so just like, 
This just, one's so detail rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they really went all out for Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> yeah, the God one everyone. Damn. Okay, look, it's because no one's going back to watch this one. They're like, okay, fuck. I'm going to read the synopsis. It'll be faster than watching. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you do have a point there. Uh, yes, Chris O'Dowd, very funny. Hey, it's Roy. Uh, I like Roy. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Not enough to learn the, the actor's name, apparently, but I do like Roy. <laughs> uh, I like the yeah, the little sliding under the the menu, the high on the written on the napkin. Yeah, um, yeah. This this whole scene's fun. Yeah, Darcy's still a joy, referring yep. to Jane's clothes as lady clothes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like ah, oh, you got out. You put on lady clothes. I'm like ah, oh, that's <laughs> fun. Also, kind of sad for Jane. Hmm. Uh. Oh, the scene, the scene with Selvig running around Stonehenge. <laughs> this is, is so not something fun. that's been explained in the synopsis yet, but Selvig is now crazy. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they completely skipped it. They've put, in, put all this detail into the rest of this, but they've just skipped over that part. Uh, just running around in his underpants at Stonehenge, <laughs> yelling yeah. at people like a madman. Oh, very funny. Um, One of the funniest lines in this entire movie uh, when Jane and Darcy and intern. Oh, is it this? The site. Your birthright was to die. Is that no, it? That's not, a, that's not a funny line. That is a funny delivery. Oh, okay. This Sorry. funny line is when they hear a noise after they've gone to investigate the weird phenomenon. And uh, Darcy shouts out, It's okay, we're Americans. And Jane goes, <laughs> Is that supposed to make them like us? <laughs> It's, it's very good. I, yeah. Darcy's good. so fucking good. I'm glad we eventually got her back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and she when, helps when, out a lot. When Darcy series. Series. She, she helps yeah. out towards the end. So it's, yeah, it's no, she gets to actually do stuff. Uh, it's All the side nice characters in this movie get to do things, which is good. Yep. Doing things is good. We like when people do things. Um, yep. Thinking with uh, portals. Kids dropping dumb bullshit into invisible portals. <laughs> Uh huh. I was reminded. I was reading the trivia, uh, and I was reminded of the. Have you seen the Animatrix? I imagine you have. Oh God! Years and years ago. There's there one of the shorts in that is like kids fooling around in the Matrix, like they find like a glitch in it. Oh okay. And they're like throwing things and into portals and they disappear and stuff. Huh. I was like, oh, that is very similar <laughs> to to that. Weird. Um, yeah, I completely forgot about it, but yeah, it's that's a thing that exists, and it's very similar to the beginning of this movie. Uh, Eddie Gravity trucks about, are fun. I like that. Yes, that is very cool. Um, how do you feel about them giving the comic relief her own comic relief in the form of dipshit Ian? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's fine. He he's just. I, I think he's he doesn't do enough to make him obnoxious. I think he does right. just enough to be pretty funny like throwing the fucking car keys in the portal very yes. funny and like uh, the the split second beat where darcy like looks looks back up and goes were those the car keys <laughs> yeah uh i like this whole like science mystery angle they're going for here this is mysterious some uh, kind of journey into mystery trying to figure out yeah exactly uh it's a little coincidental that jane is the one that picks up the ether not gonna lie Mm-hmm. It's a little yeah, bit why of not one of these fucking uh, British kids? Just happens to be Jane on a different in a different country. The one American scientist with connections to Thor. Uh huh. 
and not the rando British child that's been also hanging f- out here for hours, I would assume. Right, yeah. Also, um, when she, like, touches the ether and, like, it infects her, it's like the effect is, like, really subtle. Like, it doesn't... Later on, it, like, they there's, go back to Thor for a bit and then it comes back. vivid but, bits, yes. Yes. But, like, when she, when she first touches it, it's just, like, a little thing on her hand and she, like, passes it. It's like, this, I think they should have done more there to really, like, make it hit home that, like, something well, bad's happened. There is there is a flash later on with uh, Jane, like, being subsumed by the ether. Mm. But she's dressed in her Asgard outfit, which I'm... Yeah. Is that, a, like, a weird flash forward or is that a continuity error? I think it's flash forwards because they... Because she does mention at one point that she sees into the future, right? Yeah. Um, does she? I don't... Yeah, towards the end, she... She said that oh, she yeah. saw... I can't as, remember what it was, as, but... It's it's as um, Malekith is kind of absorbing the ether out of her. She sees mm. what his plan is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's like the only other time. Mm. Um, Who knows? <laughs> there's a bit where uh, we cut back to Asgard and Thor goes to talk to Heimdall, mm-hmm. and he mentions merriment sometimes being more of a burden than battle. And Heimdall's yep. just like, you're doing one of these wrong. Heimdall, god of partying down, as it turns out. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, Thor can control the rain, the but only a small circle of... Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> it's not explained in the movie. Okay, it's not explained in the movie, but... Yeah. Reading trivia, uh-huh. s- supposedly... The, I don't know where they got this from. I don't know how true this is. Supposedly, Malekith created the Aether along with the rest, along with the Dark Elves creating the rest of the Infinity Stones. That's also what I gathered from a certain line that's told later. Mm. But that's bullshit, according to what the Collector tells us in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I don't know. What the fuck, Odin? <laughs> I don't know, man. But like this is just what I read. the ether is a weird one because we know what it ends up being. It becomes the yes. uh, infinity reality. stone of reality. Yeah, but like it's probably one of the most uh, difficult to define power sets of the infinity stones. And when it's not an infinity stone, it's even harder to define what the fuck it does. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. I, I guess Malekith's uh, ultimate plan is to turn our world into the dark world uh, yes. as seen in the title. Well, I think and he wants to transform all of the world into the yeah. dark world. <clears throat> Some kind of dark universe, you might say. Rip <laughs> 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 to a real one. <laughs> oh, Tom Cruise uh, is there I, and everything. Fuck. Oh, no. Uh, Russell Crowe is here. <laughs> yeah, he is. We do have Russell Crowe. Right. Um, yeah, oh so God. I guess like it, it is the reality stone. He's gonna change reality to make it darker. Why? We're just turning the saturation down real low. Look, Malekith uh, is the. Wor- I'm gonna say he's the worst villain. Like 
He is literally he has the least clearly just, defined goals. <laughs> yes, and he is just the bad guy to be a bad guy. Like, there's no he doesn't explain himself. He doesn't try to. There's no gray area with him. He's just like, I want to do some bad shit. Yeah, I just want to make the world my world, the yeah. dark world. Uh, fuck you all. Have they <laughs> stop me from doing the thing that I want to do, which is clearly evil and bad for everyone except for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's and like he's he's uh, bad on multiple levels. He just he not only has no motivation, mm-hmm. he doesn't. We've talked about people getting to do cool shit in this movie. Malekith doesn't get to do a lot of cool shit. No, he just like I feel like he's exists. the one guy who doesn't get to do stuff. He gets cool stuff done to him. Yeah, Rene Russo gets to fucking wail on him for a bit. Yep, but no one. He doesn't. The fuck are you doing, man? Malekith. <laughs> Fucking up your game. Yeah. He's um you fictional character, you. He's not great. Uh, uh like I said, I really uh, will... Yeah, what? You go. Okay, uh, Thor can control the rain, but only a small circle around one particular person at a time. I don't think that's him. It is, because Darcy no. says, Is this you? And then he he goes, Oh, and then he stops it. Yeah, that's he stops the rain entirely. He causes the rain by appearing. What's actually stopping the circle of rain around Jane is the reality stone. The ether. <laughs> Wait, no. What? What? Yes. <laughs> what? That's, that's the actual thing that's happening there. What? Sorry, did you not pick that up? No. What? So you're supposed to be like, oh, okay, something weird is happening. She's come back different. It's raining he, and it's not touching her. But that's not that's not how it's set up at all because it, it, it she hasn't been touched yet, so we don't know that that it's protecting her. All right, no, that's no, not set that's up. That's supposed to be that's supposed to be like a hint before the actual but payoff. Wouldn't Thor go? Why aren't you getting wet? Wouldn't no, Thor say something about it? Absolutely it, not. Nah, nah. Nah. Because nah. when no. Darcy says, no. is this you? She's talking about the rain in general, so he yes. stops the rain. Right. The entire rain, not just a circle. Well, I fucking hate this movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I knew we'd get there. <laughs> I just wasn't sure that it would be the rain circle that would be the straw that broke the Because it's back. not, that is not made clear at all. I thought it was abundantly clear, but maybe no. that's just me. I thought it was just maybe, Thor wanting to I just not got a get fucking Jane wet. Brain like Aldrich Killian. <laughs> maybe. I thought that was Thor just not wanting to rain on Jane. I thought that's what it was. <sighs> I, I mean, look, they they never explicitly stated in the film, so maybe you're right. Maybe that is it. But I think that's real dumb. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's not. I mean, I pointed out that he can control the rain, but only a small circle around one particular person. So, Except like, when it he is turns dumb. It off completely. Yeah. So, yeah, it is dumb, but it's like that's, <laughs> that's just that's, that's like dumber. Dumb. That's the flavor of dumb that you're willing to accept. Yes, because <laughs> what? Oh god! Look, the the point of the well, the ether is trying to protect itself, right? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is a little bit of rain gonna do? I don't think it's protecting her in that sense. I think it's just doing weird fucky shit to reality because it's the reality stone. We don't know it at this point. 
But maybe someone did. I don't fucking know. This movie fucking sucks. Anyway, um, <laughs> Darcy says how space and Thor goes, space is fine. Space That's a nice fine. little, little um, convo there. Yeah, I like small talk Thor. It's very fun. All right. Does the, <sighs> does the ether just hate cops? Because <laughs> Thor gets to touch her. Yeah, but, but, but it probably knows that Thor's not going to hurt her. I mean, probably, but I assume that since it was made by Malekith, it probably hates Asgardians. Probably. I don't know. Anyway. Fucking hates cops more. Which, fair. <sighs> uh, let's see. Oh, Heimdall casually dodges like a third of a cop car as Thor and Jane come back to Asgard. He does. Oh, well, it's where, it's where we're up to now. Okay, here we go. Yes. Once there, Heimdall greets them, but Jane Foster is quickly taken to the healing chambers so that they can learn what's wrong with her. They find the ether in her body, but they don't know what it is. A physician called Eh? Eh? <laughs> tries to remove the ether from Foster, but fails. Odin, angered that a human <laughs> does disgusting, gross, That's like a fucking filthy. rat. <laughs> human has entered Asgard orders for her to be taken back to earth but when a guard touches her wrist the ether reacts defensively just as it did with the police Odin recognizing the ether tells Foster of its many possible origins using the book of fuck off um Yggdrasil yeah Yggdrasil the world tree great that's correct uh, and how the Dark Elves nearly used it to destroy the realms. While Odin works to find a way to remove the Aether without killing Foster, Frigga befriends and protects her. Frigga has secretly been attempting to convey her disappointment to Loki regarding his actions, but he has rebuffed her every time. Okay. Yes, Heimdall does dodge a car. <coughs> yeah, yeah. A third <coughs> of a cop car comes through that fucking portal and he just kind of steps to the side. Real cool <laughs> about it. Uh, Jane making fun of making science fun of Thor magic shit is uh, a good time. I like yep. her being like super excited about it, but also being like, "No, it's this. It's not a fucking soul forge, you dumbass." Mm-hmm. It's good. Odin doesn't like humans. He's he's made it very clear. Get this bitch out of here. I don't want to see her. Just take her away. And he luckily, specifically compares her to a goat. <laughs> luckily, coincidentally, again. Just at the right time, somebody goes to touch her, and uh, he happens to be in the room. And another like, cop. Oh, gee, another another c- fucking cops everywhere on every planet. Fucking space Viking cop is still a cop. <laughs> exactly. Hey, cap. Um, yep. Uh, okay, this is okay. I've written things here that aren't oh, this, I haven't said yet. This uh, is the point where. Uh, Odin does say Malekith made the ether when he's reading the book. Right. Uh, which I've got just next to it in all caps underlined. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking incorrect, Odin, you idiot. Where were your ravens then, you dumb shit? Your birthright ravens didn't exist then. was to be a stupid bitch. <laughs> your birthright was to die. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Fucking gets me every time. <laughs> Damn it! 
Uh, by the end of this fucking podcast, we need like a library of sound bites of the best line deliveries, and it's just going to be that yeah. and box of scraps. Box of scraps. There's uh, yep. surely there's more. Just I don't can't know remember if anything, anything right like now. Stands up to those two, but I guess they're we'll very find good. Out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Wait, no. You got to get. You got to get. Um. Whiplashes like scream at the start of Iron Man 2. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll have to just get just go back through what we've watched so far and find the best things, I guess. This is a good idea. <laughs> um well, yeah, so the the synopsis has skipped over the the guy that transforms uh, oh, and gets captured. Uh, yeah, turns into curse. Yes. Um we so he gets stabbed, mm-hmm. and, and Malekith puts the thing inside him in his fucking wound, mm-hmm. and um, and then it just wording. cuts to him being captured. Yeah, there's really no context for like no. how they showed up here. It would have been nice to know that that was like what they were intending, but I guess like it's it's not that hard to join the dots there. It's just a bit fucking jarring. It is. It's like it's. Oh, oh! He just found his way in there. He, he got oh, captured no. somehow. I guess these Asgardian fucking Viking cops have uh, arrested the guitarist of Gua. <laughs> yeah, he's very, he's very Gua. Um, the Loki Frigga scene's very good. Uh, she yeah. visits him in prison. Some uh, good face acting going on there. Some, yeah, like the the familial drama really is the best stuff in the first two Thor movies. Yeah, and oh the oh the line the am I not your mother? It's like oh fuck, and uh, Loki's like he says he says no, but like he doesn't you know lie. he's lying. Yeah, he's the god uh, wise. Yeah, that's uh, um that's a good scene. So back to Svartalheim and curse being turned into curse. Mm. Uh, Svartalheim fucking sucks, man. <laughs> sure does. It's- it's so drab, and there's just fucking you don't like sand just, everywhere. Just red sand. What, is it red? I thought it was like olive. I guess just, uh, everything in that fucking scene is olive and black. I do like to have my saturation not, up real high. So uh, it's just not. It's not a good looking place, and I get that that's kind of the thing, right? So you're supposed mm. to be like, ah, oh, the dark world's all going to look like this. You gotta avoid. <laughs> Doesn't that. look like, great, yeah, everyone. Please, for the love of God, avoid the dark world if it looks <laughs> like that. <laughs> what if they? What if uh, Thor and Loki got there and they were like, you know what, this is actually pretty good. Maybe we should just let him. Just you know, do it's it. kind of this relaxing. My eyes were starting to hurt after all the shining <laughs> gold. This is actually kind of nice. It's a break on the fucking iris. Yeah. Um, but like, Love and Thunder does something similar mm. with a, a yes. place that's like. No color, well, very little color. Yeah, and it's so much more memorable and striking. This is just kind of like, I wish I wasn't looking at it right now, forever. Right. Yeah, and it yeah. actively sucks the life out of everything that goes there, as we'll see later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm just reading the <laughs> plot here just to see. Oh, okay. Oh no, hang on. Okay, so I'll read this and then we'll. We'll catch back up over here. All right. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, alerted by Foster's use of the ether, Malekith and his ilk awake from their long sleep, consumed with vengeance and eager to procure the ether to once again transform the universe into darkness. The elves plotted their next offensive against Asgard. Under Malekith's orders, Algrim allows himself to be captured by the Asgardians while in disguise as a marauder and using vile technology. 
That's a bit <laughs> judgmental. That's yeah. What? How? Who are you to say how vile technology is? Oh, sorry. We give Captain America a drug that turns him into a super soldier, and that's fine. We give this guy <laughs> this thing to turn him into a like dark elf super soldier, and that's vile. How fucking vile. space racist. <laughs> Uh, turns himself into Curse, a super-powered warrior that the Dark Elves used frequently in their war against the Asgardians. He frees all the prisoners except Loki, and they start a prison riot, distracting the Asgardians so that Malekith can lead his squadron of ships into Asgard with little opposition. A battle takes place, during which the palace is breached and heavily damaged. Frigga, having suspected the diversion, lures Malekith into a duel by creating a holographic replica of Foster. Frigga nearly succeeds in besting Malekith, but Curse intervenes and mortally wounds her when she refuses to give up Foster and the Aether's location. In retaliation, an enraged Thor disfigures Malekith with a bolt of lightning, forcing the Dark Elves to retreat. Frigga then dies from her injury. Yes, this is all correct. Um, Back to Curse, because I apparently can't get enough of Curse. Mm -hmm. I I like the idea of them using the Cursed with a K, very specifically with a K, as uh, a title that people just are. Like, your right. name's not Curse, you are The Cursed, and mm-hmm. it's a weird super soldier thing. Um, I like that. What I don't like is that Curse looks fine, I guess, but like I said, he kind of looks like a member of Lordy or Gua, and I think he would have benefited from looking a bit more fucking out there. Right. Like, more eye-catching, but that kind of goes for so much about the, the bad guys in this movie. <laughs> yep, I agree. Uh, Thor flies off to fight the prisoners by jumping off the railing and uh, grabbing Mjolnir, which is really fucking cool. I don't know what yes. it, any anytime someone uh, jumps off a railing and flies away, really cool. Uh, same with uh, multiverse like madness. Method, like before their method of flight actually arrives, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally with you on that. Um. There's a little uh, Sif's uh, walking walking off with the the rest of the army, I guess. And uh, does she do like a dramatic turn to camera here? She she's walking she like in slow motion. She's walking in slow. Mo- this is this is another thing I hate about this movie. This like fake love triangle that they mm-hmm. set up here. Uh, Sif gives Jane like this dirty look. <laughs> As she's like walking past, Jane's like, "Oh, hey, it's it's Sif. I remember her." But Jane, but Sif's like, Ugh. <laughs> "Humans." Um, no, I mean, look, it's not necessarily a fake love triangle. Sif definitely wants it, and Odin wants it for her, right? Uh, but but I mean, Thor doesn't. It, it's it feels fairly forced because two thirds of this love triangle are not in the love triangle. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> it's the a problem. Completely involuntary love triangle on their uh-huh. part. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh. Fuck. Oh. Heimdall gets to do some fucking cool shit, even though it doesn't really. Even though it's like a very minuscule thing. It's so minor in the done. things. Right. But it's so fucking cool. He runs up the fucking the, the bridge, the bridge and jumps off the, jumps off and like stabs the spacecraft and like blows it up. And he's like, fuck yeah. And he turns around yeah. and like all these other ones come. But it's like, it's so fucking cool. Heimdall takes cool. down a spaceship with two knives and a sword. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fucking badass. Holy shit. It is. And like, great. I, I've been waiting for Heimdall to do something really cool since he was like first shown in the first movie. And he gets to yeah. cut a guy in half in the first he movie. He does. Whatever. Yeah. But it, this is so much cooler. Mm-hmm. Running up a fucking 
bridge support and jumping off and fucking stabbing a spaceship to death. God damn. Yeah. And, you know, um, say what you will about the Dark Elves themselves. They're, like, boring, fucking whatever. But their spacecrafts in this movie are fucking sick. You know, I have a lot of praise to heap on the Dark Elves, aside from 90% of their visual design. Their mm. tech is fucking cool. The sword yeah, ships, is. really uh-huh. fucking cool. Yep. Uh, they double as towers later on. It's fucking rad. Yep. Uh, good guy Loki giving curse directions and also reading a <laughs> right. book while a prison break is happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which he later regrets. But Thor yes. also breaks a dude's neck just straight up. He does, yeah. crack and everything. <laughs> does. Uh, and it's not the most violent death that someone will suffer in this little chunk of the story. No, because they've got the fucking... Is it grenades or, or a gun? But it, So, they, I think it's grenades. The fucking Dark Elves have weird gravity singularity grenades that turn yes. people inside out. Just crushes them in on themselves. It's fucking brutal. Like, there's a bit where... Like two or three guys are caught in one, they all get sucked in and then swallowed yep. up by this fucking mini black hole, and that's pretty brutal. But the one that gets like half a column and also a guy yes. who gets sucked into the column and then crushed is just oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. This is also the part of the movie where I was like, the action isn't as good as Iron Man three, but it's still like really decently directed and doesn't do you know the blurry close ups and it's yeah, very it's readable. Fine. It's Which is yeah, good. you can follow what's happening, and yes. you know there's some entertaining stuff going on. Uh, this is this is exactly where I realized that dark elves are just stormtroopers. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh uh, fuck! I forgot something earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While uh, Thor was on one of the other realms fighting with the Warriors Three and doing cool shit, mm-hmm. some dude just pulls out a rocket launcher. And uh, you ever right. hear the term fantasy RPG? That's what I mean from now on. <laughs> Fantasy RPG. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I derailed the conversation for that. <laughs> uh, I like the fight between Frigga and Malekith. Uh, Frigga gets to kick some ass, which is really cool. Yeah. Rene Russo gets to do some cool shit before dying really quickly. I know. And it's like a really weird cut here where Thor. So Thor comes in, like, she gets get stabbed. Uh, Thor comes in in slow motion and like throws Mjolnir. Jump. <laughs> yeah, throws Mjolnir at the ship, and then it just cuts away. Like, there's no payoff to him throwing Mjolnir. It's like he does he hit anything? Does anything happen? Well, uh, wh- okay. So what it is is, I feel like you're misremembering because the scene is Eccleston gets half his fucking face cooked. Yeah, and then Thor runs and leaps and throws Mjolnir and it knocks and him off it- the edge. Yeah, it hits um, Curse in the shoulder and knocks them both off the fucking balcony. Yes, but then he gets it back and he throws yeah. it again at the ship just as oh, it Oh, like yeah. Okay, so the second throw is what you're talking yes, about. Yes, the second throw is what I'm talking about, yeah. Um, yeah, it just doesn't reach it in time, I guess. Yeah, like, it's, it's a weird thing. And then there's, like, no, um, I don't know, moment of silence. There's no... There's no real um, time to grieve Frigga's death here. The characters don't really not in this comment scene, no. on it too much. Uh, it's like she's dead and then immediately cuts to the funeral. Yes. Uh, well, that's uh, where you do your grieving, at a funeral. No, no other time you, you but then even your grieving to the funeral. Even then, apart from, like, apart from Loki like being angry <laughs> um, he gets his nice little uh, powerful display of grief yeah 
Um, there's not really like th- a Thor and Odin have a little conversation, but it's like not a huge. Yeah, there's like a look thing. exchanged, but that's that, yeah. it's pretty weak in terms of oh shit, this uh, important meaningful relation to our <laughs> right. main character has passed. Yeah. Um, hey, rocket longboats are fucking sick. They are. You know what's not sick? What? Low res, low frame rate effects. Yeah. When, when, like, so, yeah, the ship, the the boat goes off the edge of the waterfall, and Mm -hmm. uh, and Frieger's body turns to like fucking stardust Stardust. or something, Uh, and it's like really like the frame rate's just off. I don't know what the fuck is going on with that effect. It's just like really. I don't know. It looks like a digital effect. Like, it is well, very clear. Yeah, but like... I know what you mean, but yes. Uh, no, I, I kind of agree. Like, I can't say I noticed it that much, but I think I was writing notes at that point. I was just like, right. no, I can't I can't keep pausing it. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, um, but I, I did mean to say before that when Eccleston gets cooked and Thor does his running leap and throw of Mjolnir... I paused it on that frame mm-hmm. to like talk about Eccleston getting cooked, but the frame of him doing the jump and throw is so fucking funny. <laughs> Something about it, his facial expression and the yeah. motion of the jump and throw mm-hmm. is just so fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> I don't know that it needed to be in slow motion. I think that takes away from it. <laughs> it does, yeah. Uh, all right. A funeral is later held for the dead as guardians and Frigga and a grief-stricken Odin has Jane Foster confined. Thor knows that Mal- Malekith will return for Foster, but Odin, blinded by hate and grief, refuses to release her and intends to destroy Malekith through whatever it takes. Uh, this is the point where uh, Odin is the, the maximum douchebag. Like, yes. The, the most douchebaggy Odin right here. But... um. So uh, Thor comes up with a plan to move her, even though he would be committing treason. With Heimdall distracting Odin from them, Thor has Loki freed from his cell, as Loki knows of secret portals that could transport Foster to another world, drawing Malekith away from Asgard. With help from Sif, Fandral, and Volstag, Thor, Foster, and Loki hijack a downed Dark Elf ship and make their way out of Asgard into a hidden portal that teleports them to Svartalheim. As they make their escape, however, Foster's body is slowly being infested by the ether, draining her of life. I mean, it's already as infested as it's going to get. It's it's no, slowly no, no. draining it's, her of now life. Now it's infesting. It more inf- it's okay. been, she's had it for a while. Now it's infesting her. That's how Can't it question works. It just takes a little while. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. Um, uh, we've also skipped over the, the Stanley I assume it'll cameo come back here. later. Ah, oh, surely, surely. Um, surely. Stanley's cameo here uh, in the um, mental hospital? Yes. I don't know. Stanley, mental patient. <laughs> uh, but this is, yeah, it's a very uh, fun scene. Can with I have Selvig. my shoes back? Can I have my shoe back? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, on the, St- I mean, this is a better Stanley cameo than in the last movie, but uh, yeah, it's fine. It's that, fine. That's correct. He gets to say a line. Um, I really like Thor's casual cloak. Like, I right, think this yeah. is the point in the movie where I actually realized he had a different costume. I'm like, that, that's right. a good look. It's a good look. It is. Yeah. Uh, a- Anthony Hopkins continues to do the good shout. Uh, and mm-hmm. there's a line here where not it's not the line. Don't play. Don't you fucking dare. Um, 
There's a line <laughs> where Thor says to him, "What makes Get you back, different?" Right. Mm-hmm. Today. Is, fuck. is that what he says? No. Uh, so Thor oh. says to him, "What makes you different, Malekith?" And yes. um, replies, uh, <laughs> "He says, well, I'm going to win." But he yeah, proceeds the- it with a very dumb, sarcastic laugh. <laughs> right. The difference is that I will win. That's what he yeah, he, but he, he proceeds with, ha ha, ha, mm. <laughs> 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 like, fuck. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm going to have to capture that for sure. <laughs> that it, that laugh he does, good. for sure. Uh, yeah, th- this is, yeah, this is where, you know, you realize Odin is, is uh, not, not a great person. <laughs> he's kind. He's very. He's, look, he's from a different time. That yeah, time oh, yeah, sure. Multiple millennia ago. Yeah. Uh, Sif does a great dramatic <clears throat> turn to camera. I'm sure this is like the second or third one in the movie. But oh, yeah. uh, while they're like sorting out who goes where to do what job of breaking out Jane and mm-hmm. recruiting Loki, <laughs> she's just like walking with a hood up, turns to camera. It's very good. Yep. It is good. Uh,. Disheveled Loki is sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, poor Loki. The, poor little guy. <laughs> poor little murderer he is. Um, Psychopath. <laughs> there, there's an, uh, another scene here where Jane is, she like sees the ether in the sky. Yeah, like, I guess that's her. like kind of the weird, like seeing the future shit. I guess it's seeing a world consumed <clears throat> by the ether. I don't fucking know. This is another another bad effect. Like the ether in the sky just, looks like it's just like a two D GIF that's been like like really low res two D GIF that's just been stuck on the fucking movie. It's a bad. Look, it's we bad. Just, look, if we just change the hue to red and turn down the brightness a lot, maybe people won't notice. <laughs> I noticed. You did notice. I didn't. I was too focused on man. This scene's real red. <laughs> it's very red. It's real fucking red. And then when it comes back, Jane's eyes are black, and I was like, "Ah, shit! Don't do that." Uh, we get uh, yeah. So I like this um, cutting between them talking about the plan and then uh, enacting the plan. Like, dude, going I, between I it is love, very fun. I love a good heist slash breakout plan yep. where you get to see the shit happening. As they play, it's it's very good. I like it when it's done in any movie. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun time, and uh, yeah, um, th- this again is a is a, another example of the Warriors Three doing more in this movie than they did in the last movie. Yeah, and getting to do cool shit. Yeah. Except for Hogan. Except for Hogan. Not you, Hogan. <laughs> you stay on. You your get to stay at home with planet. your wife. <laughs> your dumb wife. You could have been doing cool shit, but no. Volstagg's here with his kids and he still gets to do cool shit. He's got a million kids. What are you doing? So many kids, dude. I don't know if you know about comic Volstagg. He's got so many fucking kids. <laughs> uh, but this is a, this was an ex- a time where I was like, oh, right. This isn't a fucking, it's an MCU movie. Because <laughs> Thor and, and Loki are walking down the hall and they're having their conversation. And then all of a sudden Chris Evans is here. And I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. Yeah, sure. Avengers yep. was a thing that happened. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> the return of the bad suit. The return of the bad suit, yes. Uh, that is... Although, I, I've said... Okay, so I said that I like uh, watching 
planning slash action intercut with each other. That's a really good trope that I love. Another mm-hmm. really good trope that I love is actors acting like actors acting like other characters acting like other characters. <laughs> right. Uh, so oh, did I say, did I put this here? Uh, I did not. But the, yeah, I read a thing. A factoid I read a thing. about Chris Evans. Yeah. So apparently uh, Tom Hiddleston acted out the scene mm-hmm. as as Captain America. Yep. And then when Chris Evans came in, he was doing an imitation of his imitation. Yep. <laughs> to do his seat. So as I said, acting as an actor, <laughs> acting as a character, acting as another character. Yes. Uh, it's it's fun. It's a fun time. It, yep. I, I love that shit. Give me more of it all the time. Yeah. Just little things like that. It doesn't have to well, be also, like there's a really good there's a really good little detail. And it's maybe the only thing I've noticed about this movie's score at all. But there is a little bit of, like, Captain America-ness to the score mm-hmm. when he shows up. Yes. Like, it's just that little bit more patriotic and it's like, oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's very good. It's only here for, like, 20 seconds. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. It's a, you you got to have you gotta have a little bit of the, the cap music there. Uh, and then, yeah, <laughs> this is where we get Dum Dum Thor. He's starting to the dum dum Thor starting to come out. He's he's here in the ship and he's just pressing all the buttons. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. He he's pushed just- the right button. He's like, I pushed every button. <laughs> Look, he's like, well, you don't have to hit them. He's just slapping the shit out of the control panel. Uh, there's that dum dum Thor. Intercut with for. shut up, Loki. <laughs> yeah. And we get also so many people just threatening Loki. <laughs> yes, like- all of the Warriors three. Except for Hogan. Except for Hogan. I keep forgetting, but yes. Except for... Yeah. Um, yeah, they're all like, if you... It's funny because him. there's still three of them. Yeah, that's the thing. Sif should be one of the Warriors 3, even though there's No, because it's them. Sif and the Warriors No, three. she should be a Warriors 3, even though there's no, four No, but she gets, she gets... They should still be called headline. the Warriors 3. Oh, uh, yeah, you're true. Yeah, yeah, she you're gets right. the headline because she's better than them. That's true. But like, yeah, uh, everyone gets that moment of... If you fucking betray Thor, I will mm-hmm. kill you. <laughs> right. We get uh, a conversation between Loki and Thor on the um, boat as they're heading towards the the I don't the, know portal back, to get out back door. wherever it is. Yeah, the back door. Um, well, Loki's like, you know, she's like gonna die, like. <laughs> This relationship isn't going to last. Like, yeah, no matter what you do, leave. she will be dead before you. Yeah, uh, which is, yeah, some good foreshadowing for later on. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, it's uh, it's a cool little, um, yeah, foreshadowing for, for their relationship later. So, some long-term th- foreshadowing? Foreshadowing. Oh, We've no. We've done it, folks. <laughs> Fuck. This podcast is peaked. If this um, if I gave these podcast titles beyond just the title of the movie, I would absolutely call it foreshadowing. It's really good because it's Thor the Dark World. It works on so many levels. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Okay, so Sif gets to be a <clears throat> badass. Um, Volstar gets to take on just so many people before being finally overwhelmed mm-hmm. with the funniest facial expression. Uh, yep. Fandral gets to buckle some swashes. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. And and Thor gets to have tricks of his own. You say dum dum Thor, mm-hmm. but 
his plan's not terrible. No, uh, no, no. I just mean the, the, yeah, I, the I dumb, dumb Thor where he's like just hitting all the buttons. Like that, that, that yes, Thor. Dumb, dumb Thor in that particular uh, situation. But like yeah. Thor gets to have tricks of his own, which is kind of lampshaded by Loki ranting about how this plan is fucking obvious and terrible. <laughs> right. It's good. Uh, it's some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Hmm. Okay, I'll read this next. Where will part. where will the synopsis pop us out? <laughs> it's like one of these fucking Thor portals. <laughs> a portal. I have that written in my notes, but I God thought better it. of it. <laughs> <laughs> the tree- that's where I draw the line. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, Thor shadowing fine. Portals, yep. not so much. Yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the trio lands in the wastelands of Svartalheim, and by then, Foster's body has completely channeled the Aether, enhancing her perceptions but weakening her physically. Malekith senses the Aether's transfer and confronts the trio on Svartalheim. And at that moment, Loki appears to betray Thor, cutting off his hand and giving Foster to Malekith willingly. Loki l- tells Malekith that in return for the Aether, he wants a front row seat to watch Asgard's destruction. Malekith then proceeds to drain the Aether from Foster's body and into himself. But Loki's betrayal is revealed to be a ruse <laughs> that cheeky fella, and Thor's injury is revealed to have been nothing more than a holographic projection meant to lull Malekith into a false sense of security. Um, This is a shit plan. I'm just going to say right now, this plan pretty shit uh mm, yeah for the most part i mostly agree yes it's not it's very high risk very low reward <laughs> like the the fact that he was just gonna lightning the ether like i'll just shoot some fucking lightning at it that'll do it like i mean he couldn't do that while it was trapped in jane so fair fair play to him i guess sure but like the fact that even that like that he even thinks it's going to do anything like he's the god of thunder what do you want him to do I don't know. Fucking want him to hit it with the hammer? Think with his brain. Stop being dumb, dumb Thor. He and can't. like, <laughs> <laughs> the man is all muscle and hammers. <laughs> the, uh, lightning. Yeah, that'll do it. It's literally the fucking answer to everything. Uh, lightning. If the answer isn't lightning, it's hammers. And if it's not Thor, hammers, what? on the Thor. odd occasion, it's axes. Hey Thor, Thor. Duh. Yeah. What should we do? Lightning. <laughs> I got lightning. I have a. Oh, I can make rumbles. I can make rumbles in the sky. Uh, I also have a hammer. <laughs> I got a hammer. All right. The hammer's pretty good. At the- least he didn't hit it with the hammer. <laughs> Imagine that. It just, it just hits it with the fucking it's like, hammer. I really <laughs> thought that would work. At least the lightning. I'm like, okay, lightning, lightning is raw power. I get that. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, just imagine him just fucking standing there just hitting it. Come back here, it's not, how, it's not working. Not even God throwing it. it, just like swinging it in the air. <laughs> I forgot how graphic the cutting off the arm was. You just saw bone and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's real. Like you Whoa. see right up. Right Holy up the Holy shit. That's <laughs> uh, great. It's, uh, the first time I saw the movie, I was like, holy shit. That is well, a thing that happened. The, the thing is, like, they could have played that completely straight and had that be like a thing that happens. Thor loses mm-hmm. a hand. Because, hey, guess what? In the comics, he fucking lost an arm. Yeah. And and you can just do that. Because when you're playing with comic book uh, source material, you can really just pick and choose whatever and reapply it. It doesn't matter, ultimately. 
Right, and this is where I get to say that according to producer Kevin Feige, every Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 2 movie has an homage to the Star Wars saga in the form of a character losing an arm. Now, was this because Disney had just bought Star Wars? Probably. I, I feel like that's the reason. Um, I'd say so. We missed it last uh, last podcast with, uh, I think it was Aldrich Killian getting an arm chopped off. Mm-hmm. In the final fight, uh, Stark like gets a fucking wrist blade Assassin's Creed style out. Yes, and yeah, he loses a hand. There you go. In Iron Man three, Aldrich Killian loses an arm during the battle with Tony Stark. In this movie, hey. Loki cuts off Thor's arm on Spinalheim, and he's revealed to be an illusion. Uh, and and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll more arms we'll are lost. Tabs on the on the lost arms in the future films. <laughs> We're gonna have uh, to fucking make a lost and found for arms. <laughs> lost and found yeah sure uh yeah shit plan this is what i've written here yeah it's not great i've got bad guy gets the MacGuffin, but at least jane is saved i guess i guess so you know it'd be a real real kick in the fucking teeth is if uh her being host to the ether is what gave her the cancer later on that's what i was thinking last night i was wouldn't like, oh, that maybe. fucking suck that I, uh, yeah, I feel like that's they, they should have now. They should have tied that in. I think that would have, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Let's pay more attention to Thor: The Dark World. Aaron says. I mean, they 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 did it in one movie and it was fine. Yes, I don't think it needs to be done more. Let's let's do it in every movie from now on. Okay, fine. Have uh, some Malachi sort of reference to Thor: The Oh my god! Yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> been waiting for his return clamoring for <laughs> who gives a fuck about red skull where's fucking malekith um so I, everyone was expecting a loki backstab mm. did did anyone expect the backstab to be subverted um not at the time not, not no. the first time i saw the movie no but was it really subverted <laughs> Uh, who can say for sure question. <laughs> we'll get back to that I suppose um, so Malekith has a gnarly like two-faced thing going on now yep I, I like that uh, it's, it's more in line with his comic book uh, visual where he's got like half a black face and half a blue face yes um, really wish they'd gone with him wearing like red and blue and having blue skin instead of white skin because god it would have been more visually interesting you want um, this movie to be visually interesting? The I would fuck? love. Who the fuck are you? Someone with taste, apparently, and <laughs> eyes. Um, the, yeah, the two-face makeover gives Malekith a little extra visual flair, but the overall drabness of the design it's, doesn't exactly. really do much. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything because he's so Everything's dark already, already. dark. It's either white <coughs> or black or somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when he gets the fucking ether absorbed into him... He's gone from black and white to black and grey. Like, his his white half darkens. Yes. What the fuck was the point? I don't know. He, he has, like, a, a marginally interesting development in his visual design for all of two minutes. <laughs> but what a Great. two minutes. What a two minutes. We're <laughs> fucking spoiled, aren't we? <laughs> Calling for Mjolnir, Thor tries to destroy the Aether but fails at his... At his- as it is indestructible. Curse then battles Thor while Malekith and his minions leave the planet, and Curse quickly gains the upper hand against Thor. Yeah, he does. 
upper hand. Get it? Loki comes to Thor's aid, stabbing Curse through the chest with the sword, but this has no effect on the Cursed, who seizes Loki and drives the sword into his own body. Loki manages to press one of Curse's uh, implosion bombs, however, and sets it off, destroying Curse. Loki then apologizes to Thor for his actions and seems to die in his arms. After mourning Loki, Thor and Foster then enter a cave, believing that they have failed in stopping Malekith. Suddenly, <laughs> fuck off. This is <sighs> we'll get there read the thing fucking hell suddenly Foster's cell phone gains reception and they venture deeper into the cave finding a portal <sighs> the portal teleports them safely back to London it's just right where they fucking need to be meanwhile an Einajar guard appears in the same area where Loki died and returns to Asgard to inform Odin of what transpired Okay. Fucking fuck this. Fucking. <laughs> Look, very few people have motivations in this movie. No one is driving this plot. I guess Malekith is, but he doesn't have a good reason for it. The thing that's really driving this plot is contrivance. A hundred percent. Everything is a fucking. Oh wow! What what a coincidence. Not they didn't even mention the fucking fact that they find the keys here yep. that he lost at the beginning of the movie. So the fucking wild thing is, like, they wind up exactly back where they were when Darcy and Jane were investigating the thing. Mm-hmm. But the portal that Jane went through earlier led to where the fucking ether was being stored in Dark Souls boss arena. Mm-hmm. And not to this cave, I assume, because if it was in a cave in the dark, well, in fucking Svartalheim, why mm-hmm. wouldn't the Dark Elves have found it already? I don't... It's... It's very dumb and very, very lucky. It's very yeah. lucky. Uh-huh. Great. <laughs> I put great reception on this planet. Another use of great coincidence, not only finding the keys, but also finding a convergence point that gets them exactly where they need to go. <sighs> like, there there are some coincidences that you can be like, okay, fine. It makes sense. Fucking Jane's in London because Selvig sent her messages and being like, hey, there's fucking shit happening. Yeah, okay, mm. fine. Why is Jane the person who gets sucked through the portal? Why is Jane the person who gets the ether? Why do yeah. why does that portal there go to the ether? The convergence is happening, but that doesn't necessarily mean the ether has to be a part of that. Right. Uh, why do these portals in the same place go to different places? Why didn't fucking dark elves just go through one portal and into another if they fucking could feel the ether I, there's it's dumb there's a lot of dumb coincidence that's driving this plot mm, i fucking For hate the it. dark contrivance uh, uh there is some good stuff here though uh curse yeah. punches the fuck out of thor he does uh he Loki just almost, wails on that motherfucker like he almost gets sucked into one of those black hole grenade things yeah, there's a weird um, shot there, which I feel like was meant for 3D. <laughs> feels like it, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, also, <laughs> f- firstly, worst fucking line. See you in hell, monster. Uh, oh, and then- <laughs> Loki's better than this. We know he's better than this. <laughs> uh, and then he uses one of those grenades. But the- this is like the most brutal one. He has his fucking eyeball sucked out of his skull. Yeah. Curse gets a medal as fuck death. It is the best. It's the best thing that Curse gets to do is die. But also, no, I. I as medal as fuck. Him punching the fuck out of Thor is very funny because he's just like standing mm-hmm. over him and wailing on his head specifically. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so fucking funny. Oh, no wonder uh, he's a dumbass. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he looked pretty fucking bruised after that, honestly. <laughs> um, we get some brotherly closure, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Half of that equation gets closure. <laughs> sure, yeah. It's a, it's a fine scene. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, okay. While Jane Foster has been in Asgard, Darcy Lewis has been fruitlessly trying to reach Shield. When she and Ethan, it's Ian Boothby, see on the news that Eric Selvig has been running around nude at Stonehenge and has now been put in a retirement home for psychiatric care. They go there to get him out, and he tells them his sanity was shaken after being hypnotized by Loki during the Chitauri invasion. For the past several months, Selvig has studied the effects of the Convergence and has developed devices which can teleport people to different worlds. They meet up with Thor and Foster, and Selvig tells them that the people who lived in England after the previous Convergence had built certain objects to create a secret map to where the Convergence would reach its peak. The location is revealed to be Greenwich. After putting two and two together, Foster theorizes that Malekith plans to spread the ether through the portals so that he may destroy all of the worlds at once. Why'd you say worlds like that? What? <laughs> I didn't want How'd to interrupt while you were like, portals to different worlds. <laughs> worlds at once. You really just went extra on that one yeah. word. I don't know. Is okay, that I talk, well, I guess? I guess it is. Um, look, we'll complain about the fucking phone contrivance all day, but mm-hmm. hearing the ringtone and Thor being like, it's not me. It's very funny. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I like um, Thor meeting up with the rest of the with the rest of the group. The New Mexico gang and also the New Mexico gang, sure. And uh, he tries to hang up the he hangs the hanger, hammer up. That's yeah, on the coat hook. Fun little thing, yeah, on the coat hook. Apparently a- apparently improvised. Right. It's that was in the trivia, yes. It's a, it's a good little uh, good little character moment mm-hmm. displaying that Thor really is just the dumbest motherfucker. Uh, and then Eric asks about Loki and Thor goes, Loki is dead. And he goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's just super fucking chuffed about it. And Thor is like clearly, clearly distressed. And Sylvie's just like, oh, sorry. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Oh, so good. Um, now, is this the scene where Selvig's running around without pants on? Yes. And you were just like, why is Selvig not wearing pants? I missed the explanation for it, but you told me that there was an explanation for it. Yeah, because uh, someone asks and Ian's like, uh, Selvig says it helps him think. Which, right. fair enough, I agree with you on that, Eric. I'm not wearing pants right now. <laughs> I'm wearing too many pants. <laughs> You're making up for it. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're pants neutral right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Um, uh, I also like the line "Better get my pants" after the big dramatic discovery that oh, the end of the world's happening in Greenwich. And so we're just <laughs> right. like, oh, I better get my pants. <laughs> get my pants. I'm trying to read the uh, plot here. If I should talk about. Uh, well, because after this little uh, meeting with the New Mexico crew, it grew the New Mexico crew, <laughs> the crew, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. no, not the crew. Uh, it, it goes kind of into the final confrontation, right? Like the setup, and then back. <clears throat> well, we get we get the guard talking to Odin. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and which on on my first watch of this movie, I just assumed it was a guard. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, th- he does have a bit of a sly look at the yes, very end of that, which scene. I I notice now. Yeah, I'm not sure if I noticed <clears throat> it at the, at the original <clears throat> viewing of it. Mm, knowing now what it is, I was I was like, oh, okay, yeah, they they do they do sort of they, they um, foreshadow, foreshadow the that. Yes, sorry, foreshadow. Fuck. Um, yeah, all right. They travel to Greenwich the next morning, and when they arrive, they find that a number of portals have opened up above the city, a sign that the convergence is nearing its peak. Malekith soon arrives and Thor engages him in battle with both evenly matched. The fight takes them through various portals throughout the city, transporting them to different worlds. While the two are fighting, the scientists use Selvig's devices to deal with the Dark Elf soldiers, accidentally summoning a frost beast in the process. Uh, Thor and Malekith are soon separated by one of the portals, and Malekith, now unopposed, unleash the ether into the portals. Thor soon regroups with his friends and takes Selvig's devices, noting that while the ether might be indestructible, Malekith himself is not. Using the devices, Thor impales Malekith with them, allowing Foster to teleport him back to Svartalheim, stopping his attack. However, Malekith's damaged arc starts to crash and nearly crushes Thor and Foster when Selvig uses the last of his devices to teleport it away. It ends up on Svartalheim and lands on Malekith, killing the Dark Elf leader. The portals then close and the ordeal is finally over. Thank God. Thank fuck for that because this... Look, uh, it's in, like it's inventive. I like the going through portals and stuff. The portal shenanigans is fun, yes. but ultimately distracts from any <clears throat> attempt to actually do any fun action. I think. Yes. Uh, and also, also Malekith needs to do some badass shit because he hasn't done any, and he proceeds to not do any, and the portals mm-hmm. get in the way of that. Yes, and uh, also they're teleporting the dark elves all around the place, and Darcy and Ian get teleported at one point mm-hmm. uh the, the dark elves like fall from the sky and, and like f- fall through cars and stuff fall onto cars yeah, but darcy and her intern darcy, to just they're wind just up on the ground they're fine they're fine they are fine they also show up again like making out after one point which right. makes for the fantastic exchange darcy jane ian selvig meow meow <laughs> meow meow yeah Ah uh, yes, yeah, so a nice callback to Mia Mia, and uh, I, I do like. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not a huge fan of the portal shenanigans getting in the way of the really fun action potential. Mm-hmm. But the near misses of Thor almost getting Mjolnir back and just being blue balled by the portals. That's, yes, that's not bad. I, I really um, like the fact that Mjolnir was like looking for him the whole time, like trying to follow him, and it's just going all over the place. Uh, and you do really get fun things. Cool. You do get fun things like. Uh, Thor and Malekith fucking sliding down a window. Yes. <laughs> After they land and Thor mm-hmm. catching the fucking tube. It's yes. very silly, but God, I wish there was a bit more good action in this. Yeah. We yeah we get a little bit of a callback to the first movie with Thor being uh, his fish out of water self mm-hmm. and uh, getting on the train asking, how do I get to Greenwich? Um, yeah, that's a fun The lady like scene. falling into him as <laughs> yes, the train jolts. Yes. Oh, <laughs> he smiles at her. Uh, yeah, that's a fun Top and a feel of that god peck. <laughs> sure. um, the Royal Air Force bombarding magical realms. Thanks, colonialism. 
God save uh-huh. the queen. Nah, fuck. Um, yeah, there's just a bit, there's a weird bit where two Air Force pilots get sucked up into like the Convergence Rift. Yes. And drop bombs on Hogan's village. Uh-huh. And and I was like, oh, I guess they just, they're just going to fucking stay there forever. But no, they're like, have to come back at the, at the end. They're like, oh, no loose can't ends. just leave them there. No, 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 no loose ends in this movie. All right. We got to bring them back. Look, if they stayed there, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to a Disney Plus miniseries of them just being stuck <laughs> just in two, like the nine realms, being like, oh, fuck, oh, shit. Sorry, two British Earth pilots. Oh, yeah. oh, oh fuck. Oh, bugger me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, blooming hell. Yeah, right, cunt. <laughs> yeah, just one going up to a, like a troll or something, calling it a right cunt and getting fucking pulverized. <laughs> uh yeah hi i'm anyway. disney plus these ideas are f- they're just living up here rent free you can get them out <laughs> what a please. series that would be <laughs> please get them out <laughs> uh, uh yeah ice beast comes back for a bit that yep. was like the one design that they used for the first movie i guess we can use that again that's fine sure is this a sky beam portal thing pretty much yeah, that counts for that weird Pretty trope much, that yeah. sort of happened. There's things in the sky, so, yeah. <laughs> there, There is a bit where just after Thor's like, uh, I can't destroy the ether, but I can, you, you, you're not indestructible. Starts like lopping off arms and shit and sending bits of Malekith to different places. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like... I'm unclear on how this kills Malekith, but okay. And then literally seconds later, gets crushed by his own ship <laughs> yes. tower. I'm like, oh, I had, there it is. I had the exact same idea. I was like, is that it? Like, he just teleported him to some, a different planet. Like, well, how's that supposed to? Oh, All no, he's yeah, got to okay, do is, it. like, crawl with his tongue over to his arms. He'll be fine. <laughs> uh, very good. Very good. Rip to the worst villain in the MCU so far. God, he really... Oh, it's a fucking shame, that terrible like uh, i don't have any strong feelings for comic book malekith he's fine i guess thor's got like one of the weirdest rogues galleries in that they're not all super memorable most of right. them aren't in fact mm-hmm. but they're fine they do their f- whole fantasy sci-fi shtick and it's fine yeah it's at least like interesting while you're reading it they don't have to last much longer than you know cover to cover right but you need to make them do something and be something interesting for a movie. You can't just have him be there and be like, oh, he's a just dark be the lord bad guy. wants to rule the universe or something. Yeah, no. Ah, it's very fucking boring. I'm they, sorry, Chris. They did did the right thing with uh, with uh, Thanos. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but, but I think they've learned from Thanos that, they're you know, people like it when there's more to the villains than just I'm a villain. Look, I love uh, a, a straight-up evil, irredeemable villain. I really do. Mm. But they need to be at least charismatic right. on that front. Yes. And Malekith just <laughs> doesn't get not. enough to do to be he's, charismatic. He, he's not at all. He's just uh, he's just straight-faced the whole time, just, uh, this is what I want to do, and yeah. uh, don't, don't get in my way. And it's a shame. I really do think that given some decent lines, Eccleston could make it work. His voice works oh, yeah, for the sure. role. Yeah. Like, it's deep, it's booming, it's very intimidating. And mm-hmm. him speaking in like the weird dark elvish language, it works. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't get a lot to actually do. No. 
Sometime later, Thor returns to Asgard, where Odin congratulates him on his victory despite the crimes he committed to do so. Odin comments that Thor will make a wise king, but Thor responds by saying he is not ready to bear the weight of the throne. Thor leaves Asgard to reunite with Foster on Earth, but as he leaves, Odin is revealed to be Loki, what, having faked his death and usurped Odin's throne. Um... Yeah, this was uh, this was yeah, yeah, a fun reveal at the end of this movie. Yeah, as you said, I don't think anyone really realized it uh, at the time that that god was totally Loki in disguise. Right. Um, but Loki, Loki in disguise as Odin is really pushing for Thor to be king. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think it's just just him. Just uh, it's like, look, if I don't if I don't play this just right, he's gonna right. stay. No, I really got to try and make him like. I really got to push it. <laughs> Yeah, and the little that's um, what Dad would do. The little eyebrow raise when Thor says Loki died with honor is like, oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, Thanks Loki died with honor, and then you get the yeah. Loki Odin face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has to like deny Mjolnir because Thor goes to give him Mjolnir, and he's like, oh, no, you can keep. It he seems you know, he really like kind of reluctant. He's like, no, that's yours. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you could see Loki on the inside just being like, it'd be weird if I took it. Can't uh, anyway, so yeah, I can't, I can't even hold it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just uh, set it down on the bench on your way out. <laughs> just, put, just put it over there. I'll uh, just, get it later uh, we'll, for me. We'll yeah. deal with it. <laughs> no, and I, I don't want to hold it right now. I, I could. I don't. I just don't want to. Oh, I'm just so tired. I could really use an Odin I'm, sleep right now. I'm just so sad after you, uh, my wife dying. <laughs> I can't pick up the hammer out of grief. <sighs> Mm. Oh, so sad and tired and oh my god sorry it's not my birthright to... <laughs> oh what's that your birthright was to die <laughs> I needed it one more time thank you <laughs> <laughs> I was jonesing um, yeah there's a good line by Thor here I'd rather be a good man than a great king mm-hmm. um Here's my issue with that line. It is a good line. Yeah. But it said as though there was ever any doubt that that's what Thor wanted. Right. Yeah. It's not, that's not like, it's not like that was a big plot point of the movie. Yeah, th- this isn't like a thematic through line no. reaching its conclusion. This is not, this is not, um, yeah, w- like finding out what being worthy means. This is not making yourself worthy like the first movie was. There no. is no, uh, character growth here? No, not there's not. No, certainly not for Thor. Um, and <laughs> that line sounds like it really should have been. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that was the point, but it yeah maybe. no, it just feels kind of unearned, despite being a good line. <laughs> yeah. Later, Sif and Volstagg hand over the captured Ether to Tenelier Tivan. Is it Tivan? Tivan. Tivan. Tenelier Tivan. Tavan appears eager to take it, but is curious as to why the Asgardians don't just keep it secured in their vault. Volstagg explains that the Tesseract is already on Asgard and that to keep two Infinity Stones in the same place would be unwise. As they leave, the Collector remarks, oh, now he's the Collector. Uh, One down, five to go. Thor returns to Earth, where he happily reunites with Foster, unaware that the Frost Beast that was teleported to Earth during the Convergence is still running rampant through London, chasing a flock of birds. Yeah, it's probably those fucking starlings from before, which was a line that I forgot to mention where Ian's like, oh, my dad used to take me bird watching and Darcy's like, fucking nerd. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a weird choice to just give the Infinity Stone to the Collector to give, especially since he's like usually. Maybe not a malicious entity in the comics, but he's usually right. a dickbag who's out for his own like purposes. Like yeah, like even if you if they were like didn't know who he was, they were just like, oh, there's this guy who like collects shit and he'll like hold on to it. And they're like, if you were to go and you get there and you meet him, you'd be like, actually, you know what? Uh, we're your mind. We're, we're not a gonna fucking weird guy, and also you have living <laughs> beings in fucking collector cases. We've what changed our mind on this. So. And also, is a guy named The Collector, you think he's going to stop at having one? <laughs> right, yeah. No. What's he going to do? Not collect? I mean, But also, like, he definitely implies that he's going to look out for the other five, and he fucking yeah, does exactly. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Doesn't do anything else. Uh, this mid-credit scene was directed by James Gunn and ties into Guardians of the Galaxy. There you go. Yeah, okay, I'm cool with that. Um, are there any cool Easter eggs in the little mini collector scene? Because I know there's a lot when we get to Guardians I mean, and we see it, the collector. I, I don't proper. think they, I don't think they used any in this. They're they're saving them for later. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, collector Infinity Stones. We have MCU interconnectivity. Yep. One this of the few is... places where that actually happens in this movie. mm Hmm. And yeah, the post-credit scene is kind of shit. Uh, they, Thor comes back, and they make out, and then there's a frost beast. There you go. Yep, it's uh, pretty inconsequential, honestly. Now, I mean, it's not all of them yep. have to be consequential. Sorry, you go. No, they they don't. But yeah, this plus yeah, you just you just had the collector thing and the infinity stone drop. Well, maybe save That's that for it. the post-credits. Yeah, I feel like that was definitely put in a weird order. Yeah. Now it's time for the Starks and the Stanks of this movie. It sure uh, is. I'll go first, I think. I think it's my turn. I don't know. I, it's it's honestly pretty arbitrary at this point. It is, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to be fair and even here, but I'll, well, well, I'll go first. You go first. My first Stark, and uh, it's hard, honestly. <laughs> The first half of this movie is pretty good. I was enjoying it up until they got to Svartalheim and I was like, this movie fucking sucks now. <laughs> but the first half, pretty good. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with that uh, because you messaged me saying, fuck, I think I like this movie. Mm-hmm. And I responded with, shit, I think you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> Were we wrong this whole time? And no, no, we no, were not. We were hundred percent right. But it definitely like has a really good, a really solid start. I, yeah, I, it does. I, I hesitate to call it good, but it does some things quite well. It does some. It does. I think overall, it does a lot of things better than the original, but it just mm-hmm. isn't as good. Like, it's not as good as the sum of its parts. No. Um, Whereas, like, the first Thor is better than the sum of its parts. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, My first Stark is that the action's well-directed for the most part. It isn't afraid to linger on a shot and dodges close-ups and quick cuts for the most part, uh, which I've already mentioned. But, yeah, I I think the action's pretty good for the most part in this movie. It's nothing spectacular to watch, but it is readable uh, and there's some fun stuff happening. People get to do things. It fleshes them out in action scenes. It's good. I agree. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, What's your first Stark? 
I think this movie has some very solid comedic bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think giving Darcy her own comedic relief when yep. she's already the comic relief of the group is uh, a weird and fun choice. Uh, we get a little bit of Dum Dum Thor. We get mm-hmm. some fun uh, bits like Chris Evans' cameo as an actor, acting as another actor, as a yep. blah, 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 etc. Uh, and that's just a fucking joy to watch. Um, yeah, there's just some really, really funny stuff. And I mean, we just have to play that fucking line read again, and I will die from laughter. Oh, okay. Even though that That's was unintentionally know. funny. Oh. Your birthright was to die. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Odin. Tell me again how my birthright <laughs> to, was to die. Your birthright <laughs> was to die. Fucking amazing. Uh, my second Stark is that the first hour is good. I was enjoying it up until Thor and Loki met with Malekith. Yeah, once they get to Svartalheim, things just really do fall apart, don't they? Yep. All, all of the energy leaves, everything. Mm-hmm. All the color leaves, all the energy yep. leaves. It yeah, stops all being my fun. Leaves. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this is just not good. <laughs> we got to wrap this shit up, man. Yeah. What's your second Stark? My second Stark is that. I, I got to Okay, so I actually wrote down my stocks and stanks twice. I wrote them down really short, and then I dedicated a whole page to them. Um, <laughs> the costumes and the majority of the sci-fi uh, fantasy mashup aesthetic mm-hmm. is very good. I think it yeah. looks less cheap. I think the costumes in particular look fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I really like... Uh, I, I like the Dark Elves aesthetically. I wish they had a bit more color or any color to kind of pop but i do like the white porcelain face masks i love their weird fucking singularity grenade shit and their sword jets i love the fucking rocket longboats i think all that shit is super cool mm-hmm. fantasy rpg give me that <laughs> give me more fantasy <laughs> rocket propel grenades uh-huh. i think that stuff's just fucking amazing all right the stanks now and, yeah, uh, what stank up the joint? Uh, this is really big. Yeah, this was. Fuck. Oh, this really pissed me off. The movie relies on everything just coincidentally happening. Mm-hmm. It, it, it everything's just a fucking, especially the fucking cave at the end. It's such fucking bullshit. Oh wait, I, let's go into this cave, this random cave. Thor. All right. Oh, my phone's ringing. Oh, that's weird. Oh, that we must be near. Like a convergence point. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, we just walked back to the London. Fucking keys that were that were lost at the in beginning of the cave. movie in this cave that's nowhere near Earth. And then, uh, and this oh, plane oh, of fucking Svartalheim. Here we are. We're right back where we exactly, exactly where we needed to be. Where the car is, where because we have the keys now. So it's we're fu- fuck, fucking fuck. Yeah, look, I'm normally not a stickler for, like, plots having to be realistic or make the most sense. Like, you can take some liberties, that's fine, I can suspend my disbelief. This is fucking stupid, and I completely agree. <laughs> this is also my first stank, because driving <laughs> shit is the fucking dumbest. No one is driving this plot. This Like, you can have plot-driven uh, drama, or you can have character-driven drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is contrivance-driven at its worst. 
Yes. Things happen because they need to happen and they happen in a way that they need to happen. Yeah. No one has a fucking say in this. No one learns anything. No one grows. There's no... This, this is what I was saying when I was like, is this an Iron Man 2 where everything happens and nothing happens? Because right. ultimately no one grows. Some of the mm. characters have uh, different... Um, like, like they're in a different position to where they started, I guess. Loki is no longer a prisoner. He's actually ruling Asgard from the shadows. But does right. that matter? I, we could have Not just, really. We could have just said that that happened off screen and it would have had the same effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. We get a little bit of closure between Thor and Loki. But again, that's only between... That's only for half of that party. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah. It's bad and dumb and unearned in a lot of ways. Yep, and my second stank is Malekith is the absolute worst villain in the MCU up until this point. He's the most generic bad guy you could possibly have. He has no great purpose. There's no gray area to anything he does. He's just the bad guy who wants to be bad for bad guy's sake. I don't think you and I have ever been so perfectly aligned on our (laughs) stanks because Malekith is also my second stank. Uh, And I've worded it as such. Eccleston is wasted as Malekith. I like Chris Eccleston a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But Malekith's so fucking boring. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't care about anything. His motivations mm-hmm. are weak. His d- visual design is fucking bland. And it only gets weirdly more bland as time goes yeah. on. Uh-huh. Like, it gets vaguely interesting for a bit and then back to even more bland. And he doesn't get to do anything cool. He gets no big nope. displays of power. Like, he gets powered up. He should be. With the ether in him, by rights, one of the most powerful beings in the fucking universe. His big thing. His big thing is that he's in a fucking uh, tornado, a red tornado. Like yep. that's his big fucking he power. Gets, he does get to grow a giant, which I, sure. I didn't. I don't remember noticing during my first viewing, but this time I'm, yes. I paused it. And I'm like, why is he fucking giant all of a sudden? So I only noticed it because Thor th- throws the big throws fucking the thing. thing and then he grabs it and it's tiny. I'm like, what? Yes. Is he big? Like, there's no sense of scale here at all. Like, I had so, no uh, idea he was big. I thought it was like a weird trick of perspective as well. And then <laughs> Thor throws the javelin and I was like, no, he is big. What the fuck? Why is he big? Why he big? Why he big for? Why he big now? What what do? What do Thor the Dark World? What yeah, do why no, big? Like I I can abide the the boring black and white aesthetic. Fine. Mm. You've got something in mind. I can respect that on some degree, but the rest of them is just so fucking boring. None of it works. No. It's bad. I agree and now we come to the part of the show where we rank Thor the Dark World. What's the ranking now, so far? You've got the list. I, I will have the list shortly. Fucking okay. stall for time. God. Okay. Uh, 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 Thor the Dark World. What a fucking shit movie. Oh, oh my God. Okay, no, I've got it. I've got it. Okay. All right. Okay. At number one, we mm-hmm. have Iron Man 3. Yeah. Number two, The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Number three, Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. Number four, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Number five, Thor. Number mm-hmm. six, The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. And currently, at the bottom of our list at number seven, is Iron Man 2. So, you and I both had moments during watching this where we were like, 
is this not going to be at the bottom of this fucking mountain <clears throat> ever? Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh-huh. We did have and those moments. I'm I'm at a loss. <laughs> because I honestly <clears throat> don't know how I feel about this movie with regards to how I feel about Iron Man 2. Yeah. Um we need to break down what's good about both movies. Yeah, okay. So, thought what does Iron Man 2 have going for it? It's it's got uh that bird? Yep, bird's pretty cool. It's it's got the It's got Justin Hammer. The briefcase suit, that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, Look, it's got some fun action. It's got War Machine. It's got Justin Hammer. War Machine's pretty cool, except for that weird shot where he's taller than everyone all of a sudden. But um, uh, <laughs> Hammer's cool. You get uh, Tony fucking with uh, strawberries. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to find my notes for Iron Man too because this is the only way that I'm going to be able to remember. Okay. I'm just going to look at my stocks and my stacks. Yeah, let's uh, see. Where are we? Iron oh, Man God. Two. It was before the last Thor. This is so long ago. Iron Man 2. Feels like a let's fucking see. Eternity. Well, I wrote. I, <laughs> I was uh, making things a lot more uh, um, readable back then. Yeah, my, my handwriting in my notes is fucking great for Iron Man 2. And it just <laughs> it's evolved into fucking chicken scratch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, so my stocks, my stocks for Iron Man two were Sam Rockwell and the little details, which I, I think mm, when we compare the stocks with this and the stanks with Thor: The Dark World, mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell and Chris Eccleston. Yes, the mm, Iron Man two <laughs> has too many villains, but at least at least Justin Hammer is fun to watch. Justin Hammer is fun to watch. And Tony Ivan Stark's Marco fun gets to, watch. to do some dumb shit. The overlapping binary dialogue still fun is what I've written. Nick mm-hmm. Fury's great. Yep. I really love Nick Fury. Um, but my stanks is that the whole movie just feels like it exists because it can. Yeah. I, uh, which I guess is the same with this movie. <laughs> it, yeah. it exists just because it can, because no one really learns anything or, or grows, which is exactly the problem I had with Iron Man 2. I, I will say that the existence of Thor 2 does accomplish one thing in that it fleshes out Asgard a little bit more. Yeah. I, I don't think it ultimately matters in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. but it does give us that ground view of Asgard, its people, its technology, how that works, and like a brief glimpse at other realms in the Nine Realms, that's nice. Yeah. You get a broadening of the world slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least, at least Thor, the dark world is focused. The threat is Malekith and the ether. Oh, it's, it's definitely focused. It's so focused that, uh, it's just, it's, it'll easily just make things happen because they <laughs> yes, can. That's the problem, isn't it? It's so focused <clears throat> that things will happen just to account for the focus. Uh, uh-huh. um, Ooh, yeah. Okay. Uh, God damn. Yeah. This is tough. Uh, I think just just for the first hour, the first hour of this movie is, is better than the first hour of Iron Man Two, and 
is it better than the second hour of Iron Man 2? <laughs> I don't think we can take like halves of these movies and be like, I don't know. This like... is scientifically better. I know. Sorry. I don't think I can do that. Hmm. Uh, oh, fuck. It, it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Because, okay. <laughs> so, like, Iron Man 2, one of my favorite things is the details. I like yeah. uh, Justin Hammer's dumb tan hands. I like the suitcase. Mm-hmm. having like the bits that could work from either side i yeah. like that attention to detail um i think this also has a decent attention to detail with regards to hey what kind of weird shit would fucking space fantasy races use as weapons and shit yeah. They didn't need to put fucking singularity grenades in there, but they did. They didn't <laughs> they need did, to yeah. make their spaceships look like swords, fun. but they did. Mm-hmm. They didn't need to make the Viking longboats have rockets, but they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they certainly did. Um, Goddamn. Um, I also think a lot of a lot more of the intentional jokes in Thor: The Dark World got me better than the intentional jokes in Iron Man Two. Yeah. So you're saying you want to put Thor: The Dark World above Iron Man Two? I don't know if that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was definitely having more fun with the first half of Thor The Dark World than I had for the entirety of Iron Man 2. Mm. The problem with that is, once you hit Svartalheim and go into the final conflict and the wrap-up and everything, it is such a dull... Just... It is such a fucking terrible time after that. The the bad outweighs the bad of Iron Man 2, but the good... Also outweighs the good of Iron Man too. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a movie of extremes. It really is. Thor: <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Dark World is a movie of many contrasts. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, not contrasts um, in Svartalheim. It's really just black. It's no, many yeah. shades of grey. Mm. Um, I I am wondering if the drudgery of Svartalheim onwards is enough to bring down the average of enjoyment from the first half of Thor The Dark World. Because if it's not, then I say the answer is Thor The Dark World goes above Iron Man 2. Uh, uh, if we're talking laws of averages here, I would say the the average goodness of Iron Man 2 is above the average goodness of Thor The Dark World. So I would put Iron Man 2 above Dark World. Dark World right at the bottom. Uh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking I, about law of averages. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure averages is the way to go about this. Because <laughs> I really was enjoying this movie. <laughs> so was I. For, I, I want to say it's even more than just halfway. Like, Oh, I, I, like- I checked the time. <laughs> I okay, checked yeah, the exact the time. time? It was it was like the exact halfway point of the movie. It was really? it was an hour in because so little happens once they hit. Sp- like we're talking about know. after Loki and Thor hit Svartalheim, right? Yes, maybe they get there like just after an hour, but it was like it's around an hour. So little happens after that point. 
Yeah. Like, I feel I like two thirds of the synopsis was just getting to that point. The last third mm. was, oh, they're in Svartelheim. The plan's gone wrong. Uh, yeah. Final conflict. Actually, um, you know what? No. An hour is when Frigga dies. Okay. Yeah. So now, now we got to figure out is it actually two thirds of the movie that's good? Because we're, we're definitely cutting it into halves, the first <clears> half and the, and, and the bad yeah. half. Yes. Um, but these are not equal halves. Right. And with that in mind, I don't think... Well, it's not two-thirds either. I think it's closer to two-thirds than it is one half. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm going to turn my TV on in the okay. background and scroll right, through. Right. I'm going to do <laughs> this, some live science. This is, the, this is what the podcast is going to become from now on, now that we're yep. past all We're the- in the nitty-gritty. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's easy. Well, I mean, next week will be easy, but nothing's easy oh, yeah. after this. Next week is going to be very easy. But- <laughs> it's going to be the quickest goddamn podcast yeah. we've ever done. <laughs> it's like, uh, thank you and good night. This is number one. Um, uh Fuck, it's really coming down to this, isn't it? Uh huh. <laughs> See the exact time on. Uh, what do you. So, so you're checking when they get to Svartalheim? Yes, once Loki and Thor go through the backdoor portal. Okay. Into Svartalheim. All right, let's see what the exact time is on that happening. And how long uh, is this movie overall? Two hours. Two hours? Oh, it's like an hour. Okay. Oh, maybe just under two hours. Oh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Loki and Thor leave the mm-hmm. portal and land in Svartalheim. Mm-hmm. One minute, uh, one hour, eight minutes, 20 ah, seconds. Right. With 47 minutes left on the clock. Right. So, so that's, that's ev- not two thirds. No, no, it's not. It's uh, <laughs> we're really cutting it down. It's like three fifths. <laughs> You want to get technical? Sure. <laughs> I fucking four sevenths. <laughs> it's more than half, but it's not two thirds. No. Um, uh, whereas the badness of Iron Man two pervades it. What about what about this? Think about this. Your birthright. <laughs> huh? Oh. Think about that. Was Thor the Dark World's birthright to, to be at the bottom of this list? Okay. Okay, let's let's talk about some other stuff because it's important. Right. What else we is there? To, we need to do this justice. What haven't we covered? The side characters in Iron Man 2, do they get to do cool stuff? And no. is it as cool as the stuff that the side characters in, I, in Thor 2 fuck? <laughs> the side characters in Thor 2 fuck? No, I'm just like, I'm getting my fucking titles confused now. Did the side characters in Iron Man 2 get to do as many cool things as the side characters in Thor 2 get to do? All right. Happy and uh, Pepper drive on a track. They drive backwards on an F1 track. Yep, that's really cool. That's really cool. That's really fucking stupid, but yes. The Warriors 3 and Sif get to do it like a breakout plan thing and they yeah. get to uh and it's shot really well yeah it's shot well um so that's cool Everyone darcy gets to, gets to do something uh-huh. yeah darcy silver gets to run around in his underpants yeah that's cool <laughs> i wish i could do that <laughs> i mean you can if you want to oh Currently. there you go all right um 
Does anyone stop to make a new element in Thor the Dark World? No, but there is like a whole 47 minutes of boringness. Yeah, but even the boringness has some bits. Like there's some comedic beats in that final fight that are kind of funny. There's Thor hanging up the fucking hammer on a coat hook. There's Selvig running around with his pants off. The, uh, thank God. There, there's the last exchange between Odin and Thor, which is mm-hmm. Loki, Loki, Odin, and Thor. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that's got some stuff. Yeah. I, I think there's just enough in the bad half of Thor, the Dark World, not to redeem it, mm-hmm. but to make it, eh, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. yeah, there's stuff there. Whereas I really Iron hate- Man 2, I really think of like all the fun stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like that movie. And then I watch it, I'm like, I'm having a fucking terrible time. Not a terrible time, but like, I could be doing anything else. The You're right. The, there are many things I hate about Iron Man 2. Like, yeah. the, the worst thing about- it was with like Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, the <laughs> worst the thing about- sex stuff. The worst thing I can say about Thor The Dark World is that that the last 50 minutes are kind of boring like it's kind of it's, boring visually and like also in terms of everything going on yeah it's not it's not like offensively bad i'm not sitting there going oh just fucking end it i'm just like, like i can watch this i'm yeah. just not enjoying it that much right where iron man 2 i fucking hate that whole middle section where he's like figuring out the element and make mm-hmm. it it's so useless and, and then there's the whole Stark Expo thing, which seems weird and out of place and not that's, really necessary. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Um, it all plays is, into the stupid element thing. Whiplash is bo- boring and uh, underutilized. Hammer's fine, but he also doesn't do much. Yeah, see, Thor uh, The Dark World and Iron Man 2 have opposite problems when it comes to villains. One mm-hmm. has a single one who is the focus and is very boring. Mm-hmm. The other has two that have potential and like even one of them is actually quite entertaining, but the time is split between them. So they don't have the time to really achieve that potential. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, <laughs> have we, wait, did, did we come to an answer? I mean, I think, I think Iron Man two stays at the bottom Ooh. and yeah. dark world is above it. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? That's what I think. Uh, it's, I don't. Yeah, like. I uh, yeah, I I agree. I I am genuinely offended by bits of Iron Man too. <laughs> yeah, look, nothing. Well, I mean, you gen- you are genuinely offended by by one aspect of this in particular, and that's the contrivance. Yes. That is, that's also true. Very big offended by it. Yeah, I am. But also <laughs> to the point of violence. It's less it's also less somehow less bad than the whole fucking plot line in Iron Man 2 of him having to invent a new element that his dad somehow invented and couldn't create that just happened to be the thi- that's a that's a contrivance anyway. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. There's he, he a lot needs, that's contrived for Iron Man too. Yeah, he needs to make a new element that his dad happened to. It's like the exact thing he needs to fix his fucking arc reactor. Nah, fuck. Yeah. yeah, okay. Iron Man two, you get to stay at the bottom for the Dark World. You've <laughs> you've dodged the bullet here. <laughs> you've, wow, uh, this. <laughs> 
You know, I was really surprised when Captain America the First Avenger got to be at the top of this list for even mm-hmm. a week. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting Thor the Dark World to beat anything <laughs> ever. Uh, but like looking back and ha- like watching it, I was having a good time a lot of the time. Yeah. I really like that cast. Mm-hmm. They have stuff to work with here, except for Eccleston. Yeah. Uh, the action's better than it is in the first movie. And like I said, I do think that first movie is better than the sum of its parts. But mm-hmm. I, and I think this movie is worse than the sum of its parts. But those parts are good for yep. the most part. <laughs> I've said the word part too many times. <laughs> it's lost all meaning. I mean, I have Iron Man 2 at the bottom of my, my list anyway, now that I'm looking at it. Do you? Uh, yeah, Iron Man 2 and uh, Incredible Hulk are both below uh, Thor The Dark World. Oh, um, yeah. You know what? Iron Man 2 is at the bottom of mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We've spent all this time. We could have just looked at our own list. But anyway. yeah, no, no. Because we were trying to do this from scratch and not yes. being biased. We're, exactly. We're coming we, into this yeah. as fairly and impartial as we can. Mm-hmm. I bet uh, yeah, and also- Nothing nothing, descri- no, nothing displays that better than us arguing over a thing that we already knew the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I do have Incredible Hog below Thor the Dark World, which it is not on our combined list. So, Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? Um, I'm fine now. Now that I've rewatched Incredible Hulk, yeah, like uh, I, it's fine. I, I, it, I should it, probably move move it up on my my list. A lot of it has the same issue as much of Thor: The Dark World, <clears throat> where it's not a bad film. It's yeah. just kind of bland. Mm-hmm. Which, when your movie is about a big green rage monster, you don't want bland. No, he does. He he does get to smash, and he does the big clap. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, he gets to wear a fucking cop car as boxing gloves. Oh, that's so fucking cool, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, I need yeah. to get back on board. Uh, so that leaves our rankings at this uh, this week eight. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 3 at number one, The Avengers at number two, Captain America the First Avenger at number three, Iron Man at number four, four at number five, The Incredible Hulk at number six, Thor The Dark World, newly entered at number seven, and Iron Man 2 at the very bottom, number eight. Where it belongs. All right. That is the show Poor Thor this gets week. two films in the bottom half of our list so far. Well, you know, he's gonna... He'll, he'll make up for that later. There'll be redemption later for him. <laughs> yeah, uh, holy shit. But, uh, hey, Josh, guess what? What? Your birthright was to die! <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me that it's Winter Soldier next week and I was going to get super excited, but that also works. That's what I was going to do, but then I just felt, I just felt, you know, a little. You felt correctly. Good job. <laughs> no one will ever get sick of that. And I definitely won't hear it from our viewers. I mean, uh-uh. listeners. <laughs> viewers or listeners. Uh, if you're watching uh, this podcast, please tell me what the fuck. <laughs> what are you actually watching? Uh, anyway, uh, yes, next week. We finally get to finally get to watch uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I've been so fucking psyched. The the real purpose behind this podcast was so <laughs> that I could watch Winter Soldier again without feeling guilty. <laughs> I don't know why you would feel guilty for watching Winter Soldier. I've got to watch other stuff, man. I can't just watch nah, the same don't. movie on. Just a watch Winter right. Soldier over and over again on repeat all day, every day. Look, if I had my way, I'd just watch Winter Soldier, Mad Max Fury Road, and <laughs> yeah. Django Unchained on a oh, loop. Oh fuck yeah, that's a good that's a good combo. It's a good trilogy you've got there. Uh, so we'll see you again 
next week. And as we always say, your birthright was today. <laughs> it was a little bit of delay there. I clicked the wrong thing. <laughs> Perfect. Bye. Bye. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, stank, stank. Genius billionaire playboy from the past. You stank, you stank.